0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Darg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very senior and accomplished professional from the world of finance and fintech, Mr. Sogat Basu from India. Saugat, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Ashutosh. Uh,
0: Saugat is uh, the founder of Cash Rich, a venture-funded wealth tech startup. He was early with Tata Steel and managed over $2 billion in assets. So Sogat, let's start by talking about Cash Ridge. Tell me a little bit about this venture and what was your motivation to start it?
1: Sure. So Cash Ridge is an investment app. We help people to invest in the right kind of products mm-hmm. and uh, we try to manage the risks uh, so that people get optimal return while their risks are managed mm-hmm. and th- uh, i'll tell you a brief story why it all started mm-hmm. so around you know 2006 7 when i graduated from college from my engineering right. college lines uh, of technology Mr. Ranchi, Right. and then i uh, i was doing my first job at that mm-hmm. time
2: mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there were a lot of investment mistakes that i did Right and uh, you know starting from buying LIC policies or uh, buying ULIPs, then right. uh, you know uh, buying some sort of stocks which used to come as a tips and correct, correct. like all the mistakes which people make initially. Hmm. And uh, then what happened was I had to go for my MBA at uh, Boston University, uh, uh, US. Mm-hmm. And during that time also, the 2008 financial crisis happened. Correct it was uh, like the mistakes which i had made plus the mistakes which such such you know large financial institutes had made right that really you know uh, was very interesting to me like how can we prevent those money mistakes Correct. one is obviously at your own personal level hmm. but the other is at that you know higher global level macro level business level hmm. but both kind of impact the individual Hmm. So if my bank goes bankrupt, I lose my life savings. I have to be right. aware of that as well. Right. Or if my country goes bankrupt, then also I have a lot of problems. Oh, absolutely. Right. So, so I I need to be aware of the macro right. and the businesses that I'm you know associated with. Plus my own personal money management skills, so that overall I can optimize the wealth of my family. And that that is where this idea like started. And hmm. so. Around uh, you know that period, I also started a website, uh, to educate people in the uh in finance and. So mm, uh, mm. no, I don't run it anymore. It was called Dollar.com. Long time back I used to run it, but then, uh, I came back and I was working with Tata Group. I was managing their investments. Mm. And as you mentioned, you know, it was uh more than twelve thousand crore rupees, and it was a lot mm. of money that we had to invest, right. which was companies' cash as well as the treasury investments and Provident Fund Gratuity, which is the retirement money of the Mm.
2: empire. Mm.
1: So it was a lot of responsibility because you couldn't make a mistake with the retirement funds. Mm. Mm. So there I was getting good exposure of the investment industry. Mm. On the other hand, when I was looking at what my father or my wife or my friends are doing,
2: Mm.
1: they were still continuing with the investment mistakes. Mm. And uh, that's where I thought that okay, uh, whatever money management skills we apply at a larger corporate level or at a fund management level with mm. asset mm. with different sort of um, uh, tools that we have, research that we have, we are not doing the same when it comes to our own money because obviously we don't have the time or the expertise and you know, analyzing so much of data, it's not so easy. It's almost like a full time job. So a Mm -hmm. normal, uh, you know, professional who's doing a different job, not Mm -hmm. in financial management, uh, he or she will not get that much time. Mm -hmm. And hence the mistakes would continue. So the idea of cash rich was that how can we use the same tools of research Mm -hmm. and provide the right solutions so that the end user the retail investor, they don't have to, you know, put in their time and effort. Mm-hmm. And they also are able to invest in the right products and more importantly, not make the mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that's how the journey it, started.
0: No, no, great response. So tell me from for, the, for our viewers and listeners, what are some of the pitfalls? You know, you've spoken about some of the mistakes, but what are some of the pitfalls for a small uh, investor when they start to make investments?
1: Right. I'll give you a few examples. Hmm. So when we started around 2017-18 period, uh, there was a period when small cap stocks uh, and mutual funds used to give very high return. Hmm. And what would typically happen is that when you open an app or any website and people generally sort by return. So the one year return would look like 30%, 40%. And then people will just extrapolate that Correct. Okay, this is 30-40%. So this is probably going to give 30-40% forever. Hmm. Hmm. And that's a very basic mistake. But then that's how human psychology works. Hmm. They will if there is a fund which is minus 10% and there's something which is at 30% plus hmm. 30, hmm. obviously, you will choose plus 30. But maybe that minus 10 is a better deal at that point, Each Ten will probably come back to zero or plus right. 10. Right cut now cut that's out. very simple to understand from a finance point of view but if you show them our interface user interface and then you just show them these kind of options hmm. people are going to make mistakes and that is what used to happen so yeah. even in our app I used to see like if you put all these options then uh, people are going to choose a wrong option and then later on they'll regret so what we started doing was we started eliminating the risky options hmm. so we only show around you know 25 30 good quality schemes that are relevant at that point in time mm. that way the risk management is happening at a system level mm. so around that same period when these small caps were at a you know very bubble type of valuation mm. uh, we stopped selling them through our app okay. and then you know people would approach through the support and all and ask why but mm. uh, we thought that it was overvalued and then what mm. actually happened from that point in time till march 2020 was small caps actually gave minus 50% return, they were half the value. And All that's right. the time when we again enabled those schemes on our app that, okay, now it is a time you can start again. But, well said. well So said. You know, these are like, what, this is one example. And that is on the equity market side. Mm-hmm. On the debt side, I'll give you one example where... People think that debt is generally safe, so you know there's nothing much to be done there. Mm-hmm. But there are a number of risks in a debt fund or in a debt instrument that it's not uh, intuitively un- uh, you know it's difficult to understand. For example, mm-hmm. what is credit risk, what is duration risk, etc. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, uh, from the credit risk perspective, uh, there was a f- uh, certain funds debt funds uh, by Franklin Templeton. Mm-hmm. And even in 2019 or before that, if somebody went to any website mm-hmm. and then they just search for a debt fund, this Franklin Templeton debt funds would give the highest return. Mm-hmm. They will have the highest rating, all five star, everything. Mm-hmm. And that's a typical process. Just go to a website, either you sort that or you go to some uh, you know news article which says top 10 funds and mm. after google search 5 minutes 10 minutes you proceed with the transaction mm. in fact people take less time in investing in such schemes than what they spend more time in finding a 500 rupee coupon to buy a you know flight ticket there is more research in travel than in investment
0: <laughs> well said and so well said.
1: yeah and, and so you know when we found and especially because of our background in mm. managing treasury investments so we saw that this higher return that these debt funds were generating were not coming from thin air like there mm. you have to take higher risk to generate higher return that is generally mm. what happens mm. and that risk is what people were ignoring so around uh, you know uh, 2019 we sent out one communication to our users saying that we are going to stop selling this Franklin Templeton debt funds. Mm. And whoever wanted to continue could continue. But most of the people withdrew mm. because it's like warning. And but we didn't like I mean, we felt that they were buying things which would be illiquid at some point in time. And mm. I have like actually coined a term for risk management, mm-hmm. I called it WANI. W-A-N-I. Mm. So WANI means uh, when and not if. Mm. And you can apply it in many situations. Correct. This, term when and not if so Mm. what it means is that there are situations in life where Mm. you will see that something is definitely going to happen you just don't know when so so in 2019 we did did not know that exactly you know COVID will happen or something will happen and then this will happen but we knew that this is not sustainable one day it will fail but to exit much before you know that that day comes Mm. so when this Franklin Templeton debt fund uh, almost you know 26,000 crore got stuck investors money got stuck in april 2020 mm. none of our users got affected mm. but many others got affected and mm. Though the money eventually came back after you a know, couple of uh, months and in two years, almost everything came back, but that's not the point. Point is at that point in time, people needed liquidity, that money could have been invested in equity, Correct. that money could have grown and people, got, people started panicking, they started withdrawing. Hmm. So a lot of psychological things and yep. also trust related issues happened. So Correct. it was very important for us to prevent this failure. Hmm. And one of our competitors based in Bangalore, they actually uh, I mean, unfortunately, uh, had more exposure to these debt funds and mm. their company suffered and we were able to then acquire that company in 2020. So oh. the m happened because we did the risk management correctly and unfortunately, they did not. And mm. that gave us the opportunity. Fantastic. So another
0: question that is often asked from by investors is that if I am winning, should I cash out or should I continue to try and win more?
1: so there is no limit to greed but if the investment was done with particular goal in mind mm-hmm. and if that goal has been reached mm-hmm. plus if people have understood that this is now you know quite overvalued
2: mm-hmm. then
1: it is okay to cash out mm-hmm. uh, and also what uh, people need to understand is like uh, the asset allocation if uh, something has grown so much that it has become a disproportionate portion of their asset allocation so they need to rebalance it's not right. you completely cash out in that case you you know reallocate so that your portfolio remains uh, correctly uh, allocated mm. and uh, so uh, like uh, a process which i have started in uh, the cash rich app it's called dynamic SIP. what mm. we do is uh depending on the market's uh, relative valuation we will allocate between debt and equity. So between mm. fixed and between the share market portion. If mm. the uh, you know market is as low as it was in March 2020, April 2020, then obviously you will invest more in share market. Mm. But within you know uh, one and a half years, if you see in October 2021, market was way overvalued, like from 26,500 to 61, 62,000 cents. Mm. Mm. There's something wrong either ways like it, some some value of an asset cannot be like and on one date you know 26 27000 and another day 61 62000 right
2: correct. correct
1: it's somewhere in between is the right value
2: yeah hmm.
0: so
1: intuitively you can understand you know when to invest hmm. more when to exit or when to not hmm. invest at least
0: but conversely sagat the other thing that i have often heard young people and old people do is that oh i, I bought a share at say 500 rupees Now it is 250 rupees. Let me double my bet and average my share price. As I'm such a good investor, what is your advice to them?
1: So uh, the the entire thing will depend on the strength of the business. Mm. There are businesses which have from 500 gone to 250 then come back and gone to 1000. Mm. But there are also cases where from 500 has gone to 250 and then it has gone to zero.
2: Mm.
1: So it will depend on the strength of the business and Mm there is a fundamental, you know, value that we see, like, uh, I remember in uh, 2008, Mm
2: -hmm. there was
1: a time when Tata Steel, HDFC, like these are very big, large companies, they had a lot. And, you know, if you know that this is a very sustainable business, a big corporations, they're not going to like, you know, Mm -hmm. suddenly uh, go down, and they're not suddenly going to, uh, you know, end their business, Mm -hmm. then it's it's fine, we can Mm -hmm. uh, average Mm -hmm. out. Hmm. But, if there is a business which you think is either has committed a fraud or the earnings are not sustainable, it's only having losses, hmm. and then the share price will probably keep going down. Hmm. Then you know, we cannot average. There are companies like Unitech and all where people have started averaging, and hmm. then it has gone very low.
2: Hmm.
0: Well said, well said. The other question that I also have received heard from a lot of young people is that when should they start investing? And is there a minimum amount they need to start investing?
1: Uh, No, so I think they should start as soon as possible. Even if they're in college, I think they should start because you have to learn how to invest and you have Mm. to go through different market cycles. And nowadays, you know, with apps like uh, Cash Rich where we have like minimum investment is 100 rupees, 500 rupees like that. I mean, Mm. there is so low, anybody can start investing. Mm. What people need to figure out is that It's not the quantum of quantum of the money that is important. Mm. It is the percentages which are important. Okay. So whether I have five hundred crores or five hundred rupees, ultimately I need to know that by doing certain activities, am I getting ten percent or one percent? Right. So doesn't matter how much money. It what matters mostly is the percentage. Mm. How I am growing it yeah mm. am i able to beat inflation mm. am I able to generate better than fd you know, slowly slowly people will be able to understand it's not about what is the maximum that i can get mm. first goals could be you know beating fd beating inflation these are like basic goals first you do that much mm. then you think about you know 15% 20% correct and uh, then uh, percentage is important not the uh, quantum correct
0: and how does it... absolutely and how does an individual set a savings target you know you said that you know, if you whatever your target is, when you reach it, then you uh, sell your share. But how does one determine what this target should be?
1: One easy way to do is would be to determine their own financial goals and then back calculate. Hmm. Uh, There could be, you know, a goal that uh, somebody is a young person 25 years, he wants to go for an MBA after three years, Hmm. then his investment horizon is itself just three years. So Hmm. then the risk of the portfolio has to be such that within three years, he should have enough liquidity and he can take out the money. Mm. But if somebody is at the age of 30, but looking to save a particular amount for his retirement, which is 30 mm. years, then the entire portfolio structure, the risk that can be taken will be much you know, different. Mm. So depending on the financial goal, the uh you know asset allocation can be determined Mm. and based on the asset allocation they'll determine what instruments to choose Mm. often the question that comes to us and you know because we are in the finance market what should i invest in and uh, people are looking for a shortcut like a tip you know like if you buy this you will get this much it doesn't work that way uh it's more like you know uh, how a doctor would treat a patient. If somebody is mm. coming to us, we'd like to understand his entire family wealth and entire f- asset allocation situation. Mm. Like you take a number of, you know, reports to the doctor. And then based on that, you'll understand what is the problem, what is the right solution rather than mm. just, you know, taking a tip and investing. Somebody told, you know, buy a crypto and you just go and buy. It's not <laughs> the right
0: process. Yes. Yes. The other thing that I wanted to ask you, sagat is that people say that it's important to have insurance in an in in, uh, in an investment portfolio how important is insurance
1: yeah it's quite important and there are two insurances which I will describe to you one hmm. will be the traditional insurance traditional insurance means uh, term insurance health insurance etc which the insurance companies sell hmm. okay. And the other, which is a uh, non-traditional, not not so much famous and not many people know about it, mm-hmm. is called a portfolio insurance. Mm-hmm. So the first one, which everybody can Google and find out very easily, what is a term insurance, a life insurance, which you should have, mm-hmm. or you can also, you know, get something like uh, um, health insurance, which is very important, as we saw during Catholic. COVID, also it's yeah. quite important. And there is one more category of health insurance, which is called critical illness insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now with the rising cases of cancer and heart Mm. attack, etc., that's a very good product because then you get a large lump sum in case of such a disease. Mm. So, these are the traditional insurance products which people should have, and they should buy it early on so that the premiums are lower. So, that's the you know traditional uh, things that we have. Mm. However, the second one which I mentioned to you, which is the uh, you know portfolio insurance, Mm. here the uh, like the concept is that uh, we will like to. Uh, uh, ensure the portfolio. Mm. And if market goes down, you know, if something happens where the market has gone down uh, 30%, Mm. then how do you um, recover from that kind of a shock? Or, Mm. you know, in the global financial crisis, or even during COVID market sharply went down. Mm. Suppose somebody has a portfolio of one crore rupees, Mm. and one crore in equity, like Mm. overall, you know, other things they have. One crore is a big amount, right? Mm. And they are probably saving for a long term goal, which is retirement or child's education. Mm. Now, if suddenly something happens, and you wake up and you find that, you know, world is in some financial trouble, no fault of ours, but Mm. something Mm. has gone wrong. Mm. And then the market has gone down 30-40%, which means Mm. the one crore is currently 60-70 lakhs.
2: Mm.
1: It's a big shock. Plus, it will take a long time again to come back to one crore. Mm not every time the recovery will be very fast right okay and you will also have lot of you know mental trauma at that point in time correct correct so that's why people actually uh, try to avoid the equity markets or they invest very little in the equity market
2: mm-hmm.
1: as part of the overall portfolio The problem with that is if you invest very little or if you don't invest at all, Hmm. you will never be able to beat inflation. So there's an inflation risk. So the wealth of the family will keep going down. Hmm. Overall wealth will keep going down. Your purchasing Hmm. power will keep going down. Hmm. So there's an inflation risk. So you have to take equity risk. But if you take equity risk, there's a chance that someday markets will crash and there'll be a problem. Hmm. So there the insurance which I'm talking about, which is the portfolio insurance that can be structured in such a way that when the market falls then this small component of insurance gives you payoff mm. so that you are around that one crore initial portfolio value mm. the underlying portfolio has gone down to 60 70 but the insurance has given a payoff of around you know 30 40 lakhs so you're around one cr so mm. you can sleep peacefully mm. this is a new concept and we are trying to you know build on top of it we have not yes. yet uh you know uh, it's not a product which i'm selling or anything but it's just that some concept which i'm working on I have, developing the no, you know,
0: idea. No, no, offline, I'd love to understand more about this from you. But my last question to you now, Sargoth, is that, you know, there is a lot of advertising on television, which keeps saying mutual fund sahi hai. for the average individual who's busy with her or his work, you know, not a savvy fintech or a finance investor, are mutual funds the right way to go?
1: Yes, they are the right way to go, but the thing has to be explained clearly to end investors. Hmm. When you say mutual funds, it is like saying medicines are good, hmm. there is no dispute about that. <laughs> okay, if you tell me are medicines good, I will say yeah, medicines are good. Hmm. But if you give me a choice of 6,000 medicines and then tell you choose, hmm. that's not the way it will work, right? Correct. If you because depending on the market situation, depending on the economic parameters, and also depending on the individual's goal, you have to select which is the right scheme. Correct. As with any other disease, like when you have a problem, yeah. you cannot say that you medicines are good. That doesn't make any sense. You have mm. to tell me which medicine is good for me. Mm. Right. So the asset allocation, how much debt how much in equity fund, how much mm. in gold, how much in silver, how much in international fund, you have to tell me that composition first. Then you have to tell mm. me out of this composition, which are the right schemes.
2: Mm. Unless
1: I know that, unless somebody is also monitoring that portfolio for me, unless you know somebody is informing me if there is a trouble to get out of that you know, problematic scheme. Mm. Because the decision which I take today based on some graph chart or some five-star rating, mm. that decision may be correct today. That mm. also we are not sure, may mm. be correct today. But that decision will, you know, within a uh, year or two, that decision might be completely wrong. Correct. Correct. And you know, just uh, recently when we saw this SVP bank collapse,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what they bought was basically some sort of a relatively low-risk security in the U.S. market, mm-hmm. which is kind of you know uh, not uh, a credit risk that they took, mm-hmm. and they did commit any sort of scam also, but it mm. was still a problem that the bank went bankrupt within two days, like when the news came and by the time we realized the bank mm. is gone. Correct. Now the risk they took is called duration risk. Mm. Because they purchase something which is a long duration bond. And when mm. interest rates go up, the bond gives a negative return. Now it's a very complicated concept for most people. Many mm. people don't understand. I've spent a lot of time explaining this to people. Mm. Now I'll give you an example. If I see the ad mutual fund say, yeah, and I also theoretically know that government bonds are very safe. Hmm. If Indian government is issuing the bond is safe. Hmm. Hmm. And suppose Indian government has issued a you know 20 year, 30 year bond, and I have invested, you know, 10 lakh rupees. I will assume as a layman that 10 lakh rupees is safe. Hmm. It will not go down. But if I invest, if I had invested in such a thing in, say, you know, 2021 or somewhere when the interest rates were low, Hmm. and if the interest rates kept going up, this particular bond fund would give a negative return.
2: Hmm. So my
1: 10 lakh might become, you know, 8 lakhs or something like that. So I'm Hmm. saying that something which is intuitively very uh, risk free becomes risky if you don't know what the product is. Hmm. Very and awesome. overall statement mutual funds say, yeah, will not make sense
0: in that case. Correct. No, you I agree. And I thought I must ask you because this ad keeps running on television, especially during cricket matches. But on that <laughs> note, Sauget, I think we've run out of time. Thank yeah. you so much for speaking to me about cash rich. Thank you for giving me such incredible tips on different forms of investment, different forms of uh, risks that, that are there. Uh, Thank you also for telling me and I love your comment of Vani, when and not if. And finally, thank you for talking to me about mutual funds. Thank you again. Good luck.
1: Thank you, Ashutosh. Very nice speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You,
0: videocast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world.